Hello and welcome to another episode of the Envisioneering Exchange, the podcast where industry leaders discuss the most important topics in building an urban efficiency. I'm your host, John Sheff, Dan Foss's Director of Public and Industry Affairs. You can subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Today we have Shankar with us, our Dan Foss's global uh, application expert focusing on package systems and data centers. Shankar and I are going to discuss the latest trends in indoor air quality, uh, which is a, a really hot topic right now. Shankar, thanks for joining us. Please uh, tell us a bit about yourself and your role at, at Danfoss. Thank you, John, for having me. Um, so my name is Shankar, Shankar Padmanabhan, and I'm the global application expert uh, in Danfoss, and I focus mostly in package systems such as rooftops, DOAS systems, and also our data centers. Great. Yeah, and, and these are becoming even more important right now, uh, thanks to everything going on between the refrigerant transition, but especially because of all the complications of, uh, of the global pandemic and COVID-19. So briefly explain why indoor air quality or IAQ is such uh, a topic of conversation right now. Okay, yeah. What a relevant question. So indoor air quality is more relevant now than ever, John. Um, we have all seen over the last two years, we have come to appreciate how important uh, indoor air quality is, mainly because of the health reasons. Until before COVID pandemic, we all thought the indoor air quality, at least our industry thought indoor air quality was only about temperature and humidity. But uh, the recent guidelines and COVID has, of course, shed uh, light on it that indoor air quality means more than just comfort and also means uh, health risks and how, how can we mitigate health risks. So yeah, it is, uh, it's very important now and uh, uh, we are actually increasing the scope of the indoor air quality definition. Uh, and I think it's, um, it's going to improve and we are going to have more focus on this as we go along. ASHRAE and World Health Organization has put that focus and said, uh, indoor air quality should mean bringing more fresh outdoor air uh, into the occupied zone. Yeah, I mean, I think it's incredibly important. You know, before the pandemic, indoor air quality meant you know there are these studies linking it to office productivity and 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 um, and and trying to to quantify it there. But now it really is a, a health issue, and it really is the key issue um, for um, for businesses, for uh, property owners trying to get people back to the office. I mean, this is really the key issue um, now. In that context, explain what uh, DOAS systems are and, and what, what they mean for indoor air quality. DOAS is actually, a, it's, it's just an acronym for Dedicated Outdoor Air Systems. So as the name suggests, the purpose of this system is to bring in fresh outdoor air and supply to the occupied spaces, either directly uh, to the spaces or through a primary air conditioning system. So in, in US, uh, ASHRAE 62, which is a standard that specifies how much fresh outdoor air needs to be brought into occupied spaces, right? So um, depending on what the spaces do, there are different amounts of outside air you, you need to bring in. So there are uh, HVAC systems which can do it, but not efficiently because uh, many operational and design constraints are there in bringing a lot of fresh air at various ambient conditions. So that's where the, the DOAS systems will uh, come into picture, okay? A DOAS system solves the issue of bringing large amount of conditioned air 
um, it could it could be up to 100% of the out, uh, airflow needs to be fresh outdoor air. In those conditions, the the old systems could struggle. Whereas a DOA system can be designed specifically uh, to handle those kind of requirements. Okay, and there are some other systems like VRF. We are all familiar with VRF chilled beams. Those cannot handle any uh, fresh outdoor uh, air requirement. So in those cases, a DOA system is absolutely important so that uh, fresh ventilation air can be supplied to the occupied spaces. Yeah, I think that these systems are going to be increasingly important. I think you could see not just in new new buildings, but I think you could see, you know, these systems being retrofitted in existing buildings um, because they're so vital now for getting people back in into the office. We mentioned previously, you know, prior to the pandemic, a, the, a lot of the focus for building owners and on HVAC was efficiency, saving money, saving energy. Now, as we shift to focusing on bringing indoor outdoor air in to the indoors and keeping workers safe. How do these two focuses kind of, uh, what is the balance here between uh, outdoor air and energy efficiency? Can they coexist? Uh, kind of where is this trending? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a great question, John. I mean, yeah, we all know how important energy efficiency is, right? And then of course, can we, can we, uh, can we increase the indoor air quality by, increasing the efficiency also. That's a, that's a question that we need to ask every day. And with climate change and sustainability in the backdrop, uh, that those two are very important uh, questions. So, so bringing outdoor air by itself, okay, it depending, depending on the building load and ambient conditions, uh, it could be an energy saving affair or an energy intensive affair. Okay, it depends on what the conditions are, but if you always want to supply fresh outdoor air, I would say there is, uh, you need to spend energy, um, energy because there are conditions where you need to remove a lot of humidity, uh, you need to cool down the outdoor air. So these are all energy intensive process. So if, if, you, if you don't want to bring fresh outdoor, outdoor air, that's, that's the most attractive option from an energy efficiency perspective. But no, but we all know that is that's not a solution that we want to go uh, go with in the future. We need to bring fresh outdoor air. So it could be at the end, it could be an energy intensive affair. But fortunately, we have uh, technologies that can uh, help us improve the process, making it energy efficient than just bringing and dumping fresh outdoor air. Um, so uh, we have technology solutions. Um, that we have focused on energy efficiency while uh, increasing the indoor air quality. The, these technologies are going to be cr critical because if you give a property owner the choice between saving money with nobody in the building or you know spending money on energy and and having people in the building, they're going to choose the latter. I mean that's obvious, um, and, and we're already seeing that. So tell us a bit about these technologies that can help mitigate the energy impact of bringing in a lot of fresh outdoor air. Yeah. So as I said, fortunately, while it can be energy intensive, we can make it efficient. So one of the one of the technologies that I want to uh, highlight is the the variable speed technology. Okay. This is uh, this could be both for a compression and the air movement in the building. So as the name suggests, it's variable speed. So you are changing the speed of these systems uh, as the load uh, changes. Okay. So from a compression standpoint, when when the building has less load, then you um, 
reduce the speed of the compressor. Okay, and when when you need more capacity, you increase the speed of the compressor. So this really uh, helps you match your capacity of the unit to the load that building puts in. And what that effectively means is that you are not wasting energy um, when it is absolutely not needed. Okay, uh, the same way you could have variable frequency drives on the on the fans and uh, and blowers because sometimes you don't need. Uh, to bring in uh, as much fresh outdoor air or uh, then you could really reduce the speed of the fan and reducing the speed of the fan by half actually reduces your power consumption by uh, an eighth so that's a significant energy uh, savings when you use variable frequency drives on the fan systems so that is the first uh, first technology i would like to highlight when it comes to how can we improve the indoor air quality on, on the same hand, uh, increasing the efficiency. And yeah, we've talked about variable speed technology. In fact, we did a, a, another podcast on mm -hmm. uh, indoor air quality uh, with right. Francis Dietz of HRI, and we, we talked about variable speed technology and how it can uh, increase the airflow. You know, mm -hmm. usually, especially in like, you know, a traditional rooftop unit, when the compressor is on, it is, you know, there's no outdoor air coming in. When it's off, it's in ventilation mode. Yes. And so, and the fan's running at 100% the whole time. So having a variable speed option where you can slow the, the compressor down, slow the fan down, but still bring in outdoor air the whole time, I think um, not only saves energy, but will increase that airflow and, and make the building safer. Yeah, absolutely, John. That's, that's very critical uh, going forward is okay, you have to match your load to the uh, capacity to the load. So unless you match that, you are just wasting energy. That's absolutely yeah, correct. I think variable speed is going to become even more important as we, we go into the future. Right. Tell us about uh, one more technology that, that can help save energy in this new environment. Okay. Yeah. So uh, as I said, uh, bringing in a fresh outdoor air is energy intensive, right? So for example, um, if you have a, um, uh, a decently good uh, but humid spring or fall day, okay, you don't want to change the temperature of the air. You want to bring more outdoor air because the temperature is very good. Uh, but then it could be very humid. So you are, you are actually removing a lot of humidity from the air. And taking humidity of the air is a very, very energy intensive process. You remove the moisture, it takes a lot of energy. But then the side effect is that you're cooling the air significantly uh, lower temperatures. And you don't want to supply that cold air on a very good spring day. Uh, right? So what you do is you cool down, but you again bring it back to some t a temperature that can be supplied to the zones uh, so that it's comfortable. In order to do that, we use what is called a reheat coil. And um, the best way to do that is to use a compressor discharge heat that you are, otherwise is just wasted. Now you use that compressor heat to actually reheat the, uh, reheat the air instead of spending electricity or gas. So this is a very sustainable and energy efficient process. Uh, it's basically heat recovery. But to yeah, that, I mean, yeah. we've talked about heat recovery in other applications and chiller applications, but this is another example where heat recovery, you know, in a in, in a package system can mm -hmm. really help save a lot of money and and uh, and mitigate the effects of bringing all this outdoor air. So I think heat recovery again, just like variable speed, as we kind of go into the next few years, is going to be an increasingly big part of what we're doing in HVAC. Right, right. I mean, there are more. There are many, many avenues for heat recovery, and this is this is just one example of it. And um, yeah, we need to um, 
there is there is a technology called microchannel heat exchangers, which makes this uh, uh, reheat uh, reheat applications even more efficient because these are uh, very small coils, and for a given face area, these coils can perform extremely well compared to the old uh, fin and tube technology. Okay, the another aspect here, uh, just in addition to being efficient, is that uh, these are really really small coils. So the refrigerant charge in them is uh, very small. Okay, so that's a, that's a good step towards sustainability, where we are all talking about how can we reduce the charge, uh, use less refrigerant. So that's a good way to uh, be more efficient and also be more sustainable from a refrigerant standpoint. Yeah, I mean, you know, we can talk about <laughs> not too many good things came out of the out of the pandemic, but I think as we kind of look for solutions to the problems that the pandemic is presenting, there is going to be opportunity for redesign. There's going to be opportunity for innovation, and, mm -hmm. and that's exactly what you're talking about. Because a yeah. lot of these old these rooftop units, you know, are are uh, you know fairly stagnant technology. But when we we start talking about adding the features that you're you're talking about, it's going to be a pretty sophisticated machine. Yeah, it's a good time to talk about all these new technologies that can be implemented to to increase the uh, indoor air quality and also the efficiency uh, efficiency of the units. Yeah, well, Shankar, I think that's a great place to wrap it up. You know, thank you so much for joining us again. This is a, a really important topic and, and something that's not well understood as we kind of move into the next few years in, in HVAC technology. Thanks so much for joining yeah. us. Uh, any any final thoughts? Well, thank you, John, and thank you for this uh, wonderful opportunity. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the future for uh, rooftop and package systems. There is just a lot of options. And uh, yeah, this is a good place to uh, to explore all of those. Yeah. Well, great. That's uh, that's it for this episode of the Envisioneering Exchange. Again, I'd like to thank my guest, Shankar, our uh, global application expert for package systems and data centers. And don't forget to subscribe to the Envisioneering Exchange on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever it is you listen to your podcast. Lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate, review, and share it with your network. My name is John Sheff, Dan Foss's Director of Public Industry Affairs. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.